What's going on everybody? My name is Isaac Mihangos. I'm a photographer and web video producer. And welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with my new co-host, Jackie Wynn, who is a... Um, I don't know, I'll let him introduce himself. Um, but yeah, now, now this podcast has two people. Uh, so I'm going to let Jackie introduce himself. Hello, hello. I'm Jackie, and I'm also a photographer and studying graphic design in San Jose State. Yeah, so... Uh, on our way here, uh, San Jose, downtown San Jose, some has some of the worst roads on the planet. Um, where'd all our money go, you know, Mayor? Where'd all that money for those roads go? Uh, but yeah, so this week's podcast now has two co-hosts, and we're going to go over some, you know, general stories. We're going to go over the Tesla truck. Um, Hasbro released a new truck. We're going to go over iOS 14. Um as you know, Apple's gonna come up soon with their, I think their their New Year's event, and yeah, we're just gonna go over some photography news uh, regarding like the coronavirus. As one journalist was censored, uh, we're not gonna get political though. This this podcast is not about politics. We're trying to get away from that. Uh, and then Jackie has some stories we're gonna go over. Yeah. So one of them would be. Um by a scientist named Lawrence Tesler, um, who recently passed away at 74, and he was one of the biggest pioneering computer scientists that helped make us uh, work, the, uh, operate the computer easier, like function of copy, paste, cut, dragging text. Um, mm-hmm. Another one that I'm gonna go over would be James Bond new movie. This is Daniel Gregg going to be his last movie film contract, and the title is No Time to Die. I thought it was, I thought it was Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Oh, I thought you said Craig. <laughs> uh, all right, so um, I think the first, well, we'll start off with Jackie's story first. Uh, you know, computers are super important to us these days. We le- really take them for granted, and, you know, yeah, well, what's the story about? Yeah, so um, come back to... The computer scientist Lawrence Tesler, some of you may know him, some of you may not. He's basically one of the early computer scientists um, along in 1970s, um, before mouse was a thing. Um, could you imagine that? No, I, no, I cannot. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a trackpad. Yeah, so essentially, um, Tesler is mainly responsible oh, for most of the things like copying text, cutting text, pasting text computer graphics recognition for icons and eventually gonna go up towards Apple so we'll go towards him today and so um, yes sadly he has passed away at the age of 74 Mm -hmm. and he passed away on Sunday in Portola Valley in California so a little bit of background um, in the 1970s while he was working at Xerox in Palo Alto. Xerox is such a distant name for our generation, I feel like. What does Xerox do again? Uh, they essentially... That sounds like, like IBM, Like printing, right? Printing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, and his most significant work was developing the computer interaction desktop graphic style, mm-hmm. like, you know, trash bin, folders, oh, yeah, yeah. and a mouse. Um, because back then, you just kind of type in the codes, yeah, yeah. and you kind of get to where you want and yeah, oh, there's he, he created the graphical user interface, right? Yeah, yeah, he's more like well known for that. Yeah, and so um, during his Apple, this time at Apple, mm-hmm. he's actually the one also responsible for Apple famous one button mouse. Oh really? Oh mm-hmm. shoot! And yeah. we can we still mm-hmm. see it nowadays. You yeah, know? yeah. There's so many still in use nowadays. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird though. Like I remember using it the first time. I'd, uh, like, I think I was in middle school when I used an Apple computer for the first time. And like, everyone's like, right-click. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean right-click? There's no right-click on this. There's one button. There's one button. But there kind of is a right-click. Like, you just, it's weird. It's, it's yeah. one, yeah, it's, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, yeah, so he, he's the dude. Yeah. He's the dude that. He's the dude that innovated that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Is he forgotten in time? Do you feel like he's um, forgotten in I, time? I feel like for our generation, you know, we have not dug into deep into the computer science field. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting to learn that someone so significant, but yet 
not very well known, mm-hmm. I would say. Like, yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs, you know. Steve Wozniak. Mm-hmm. People forget Wozniak, too, you know? It's like, Steve definitely gets a lot of the credit. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I and I can get I can see why. Yeah. So, but while he was at Xerox, um, the idea of copying text, pasting, dragging your mouse through text, mm-hmm. it come from the secretary that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he basically asked her like, okay, while you're taking notes, how mm-hmm. would you like to be efficient at it? Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, came up with the idea of you know it would be great to have a mouse to drag text, mm-hmm. copy text, and so. That that is the thing that we use every single day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Cannot live without it. Yeah, Con- Control V, Command C. Yeah, every day, and so that's really sticks around. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like we're just not getting taking paying enough attention to him mm-hmm. to his work. Yeah, he talks about it. It's just there. Yeah, like uh, and it, and it got adopted everywhere. Like our phones have copy and paste too. Um, they have copy and paste, phones, computers. It's like, what, what, yeah. would, you, what would you do without them? Yeah. Like, like, how do you even program that in, like, to be so above everything else? Because think about it, like, copying an address. Like, I think people would get, just get better at typing. Just like, there's no, there's no easy way out of it. But yeah. Who's the, who's the secretary? Did she ever get any credit? <laughs> no. Her, uh, from the news I've got from New York Times, they did not mention the name. Oh, really? Dude, like, but they should probably give the secretary the credit because you know the secretary gave yeah. these idea out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this features mm-hmm. um, was also brought into Xerox editor called mm-hmm. Bravo. So it's kind of like before Microsoft Words, and I don't even know what that is. Yeah, Johnny Bravo is the only <laughs> Bravo I know. And so um, other innovations and ideas is that. He thinks that computers mm-hmm. should cost less to make because mm-hmm. back then it was so expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, And that idea kind of in the 70s, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, mm-hmm. we can't afford to make such small computers, especially if you mm-hmm. want to have portables. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, uh, this was pre-laptops, yeah, laptops, pre-Blackberry too, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so he continued to push for it, but there are a few prototypes that made, but mm-hmm. very unsuccessful. But um, in the 1980s, he moved to uh, Apple mm-hmm. after Xerox, and he worked with Steve Jobs eventually to the development of Apple's Lisa's co- mm-hmm. personal computer. I had never heard of Apple's Lisa personal computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's pretty famous. I think I think it was. Named after the Mona Lisa, but it was definitely there was not like any like a graphical user interface. Yeah, and then after that, that idea coming to the Macintosh. Mm-hmm. So you can see the innovation that you know one that, person can bring so many ideas out into yeah, the tech world. Yeah, and then uh, did he own any shares of Apple, or like was he ever credited? Did the article um, say? Also, guys, we're shooting this in a library. That's, that's why there's so much background noise. If anybody wants to sponsor us for a WeWork, I mean, uh, not WeWork. What's the other one? Anything but WeWork, uh, we'll gladly take it. Yeah, but um, I don't think he worked, He has any share, but a lot of you know ideas came from him. Mm. So computer science-wise, but yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, he has passed away. Damn. And may he rest in peace for that. Yeah, that's, that's wild, man. I mean... What did people do before Control C, Control V? Like, like, do they just type them out? Did just type it, dude. That's like the worst thing in the world. Imagine typing in like a super long name on that. Like, it would, it yeah, what if fun. you want to move this paragraph down? Oh yeah, like the paragraph. Like, I bet people were, we just got lazy. But yeah, thank you, thank you for making our lives easier. Yeah, for sure. Next, uh, I'll go. I'll go over my my story, and this is a, uh, you know, a lot of Apple news. Uh, actually, well, well, Jackie doesn't use any Apple products, so um, no, 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 but, no, but he's he's pretty jealous of iMessage. That's uh, and that's AirPods. True. And AirPods. We were talking about how Apple's next slogan should just be "We got AirPods" because this guy has a Samsung. Yeah, I mean, nothing can really compare to their tech. You know, like everything is so integrated. Yeah, it's just easy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's because of like 
you know, the, this next article we're gonna we're gonna go over like iOS 14. It's on the verge. Uh, the title is "iOS 14 is a chance for Apple to lower its its walls." Right? Um, you know, it just talks about how many restrictions there are. Yeah, guys. I, I, again, we don't like misinformation, but go and check out the article for yourself. Uh, we're just giving like a general scope, but it basically just talks about how Apple has been so building this wall garden up, putting together so many restrictions. Uh, you know, charging developers like 30% when they put on the app store. And also, like, uh, on top of that, like, the restrictions that, and there's only one app store, right? Yeah. And people are like, it should be more open. There should be, like, multiple ways to get the app, the, like, applications, right? Right. Because they have such big limitations. Um, so, so let's go over, like, the fact that, it's very hard to get an app into the app store, right? For sure. Like, I mean, do you, do you feel like Samsung? I feel like Samsung, like when I owned a, a, a Galaxy, there were just so many bizarre apps, like the level right. the level of entrance is so much lowered. Right, yeah. So I, I feel like um, Samsung have their own Galaxy store now to compete with Google Play. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. So um, to me, that's bizarre because... You know, on a Samsung Galaxy phone, you have yeah. both Google Play yeah. and Galaxy Store. Uh-huh. At that point, it's just like, okay, which app did I install in which, from which? So they, they both have Instagram and they, they both, both have... have Instagram. They both have... Which one has more bugs? I feel like Samsung Store would just have more bugs, wouldn't it? But wouldn't Google Play be bigger because they all integrate in Airbnb, oh, yeah, Android yeah. phones? Yeah. So which one do you mainly install from? I mainly use Google just because I have the Google account yeah, yeah. with them and it's easier because so, my previous phone was also android yeah easier to transfer everything over mm-hmm. yeah like but don't you feel like there's a lot of like random garbage in there sometimes oh there is for sure like uh like I, back in the day what was it like a paperweight like this was on the apple store too just like i am rich like uh it's just an app that says i am rich and it's like a piece of coal that was <laughs> yeah. on the app store <laughs> And then Apple took it down because it's like, this is just garbage. But Samsung, I believe, still has it. Or yeah. Androids. I feel like they don't have a lower bar of standards. Mm-hmm. But that's what's great about Apples, right? Yeah. You are for sure getting something that would work. A ma- like a, like a, ma- a, a larger majority of the time, right? Right. Yeah. And I feel like there's less chance of you getting scammed by it. Really? Yeah, I never, I never really thought about that. Yeah, because like more... Because people aren't going to waste their time if it doesn't get accepted. And it's also like the the barrier to entry. You have to pay $100 to be a oh, developer. is there? Yeah, yeah. So you pay $100 and then you get access to the app store. But then you might get rejected. So it's like, that's one of the problems, right? Like, there's such a high bar, but that just means that there's going to be less, less BS in there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that allows you, allow apples to live up with their model just to have everything simple yeah yeah be user friendly i mean there's already been like certain ways to make a different app store but like would you really trust it if it's not very i feel like apple just doing this so they can avoid lawsuits too you know like yeah imagine there's a second app store and then they like take your data right like they get access to your camera and like yeah your photos and you just rip i mean that's like that's such a Overdramatic, but it's gonna happen, right? Like, yeah, it's bound to happen. So, yeah, I, I feel like what they're doing now, you know, with the app store, it's, it's great, yeah, you know, but is it worth paying that $100 just to get into the Apple ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, if you're a developer, you're definitely gonna make money, but I, I like the idea of having a high bar, but the 30% is just like that's a ridiculous amount. That's 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 where people are like. Apple's a monopoly, and the article goes into that too. Like, everything is more integrated towards them, right? Like, uh, like with a Samsung, you can make either Brave or Firefox your default browser. Right. Yeah. And with Apple, you you gotta default to Safari. I mean, there's certain apps that I think I found a workaround around it, uh, but not all of them. Like, you can't. Like, I can't make like Firefox my default on my iPhone. It's it's really annoying because like I gotta. It's annoying. It's annoying, but it's not. It's not like I'm gonna die from it, right? right. It's just like 
but they do that and they and they do have it but that's what we're talking about great products right like the reason they will they're able to create such a great pair of airpods is because they know everything right everything's on lock and like right yeah so that also prevent users error i would say user error yeah like they know everything front and backwards to, to a great extent but like 30 percent is a lot like yeah. 30 like <laughs> what happens when you're just like a small time developer trying to make something and like and you're also running that fine line of are you running too much ads or are you gonna mm. oh, ask yeah. for asking price yeah yeah and it's not like it's not even like just it's just a bunch of like random apps just like, I mean, random apps, random ads, right? Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You run into that problem too, and then like, and then you get bad reviews, right? And it, it becomes like a giant struggle. So maybe they should have like a, like ten, like ten percent, right? When when you have a certain amount of users, and then once you get to twenty, or once you get to a certain amount of users, you give us twenty, and then like, and it gets higher. It gets higher and higher, right? Because like, come on, like thirty percent—that's a lot. Yeah. So what are they changing now in the, the Oh, well, iOS? it was just a complaint and like, um, <clears throat> they just keep on going about, they they just want lower bars and like, it's frustrating restrictions and not being, not being able to change over it, like Windows giving you the mirroring system, like you, like, I think we were talking about it, like Android devices can mirror now on Windows, but, right. but you, you've tried doing that, right? And it's, yeah, it's not been very, very successful. It's very buggy. Not time they would connect. I, I feel like the high bar is there for a reason, you know. Oh yeah, and uh, like Apple really believes in in privacy too, right? Like we were talking about this too. Twenty three and Me, like they yeah. they have all the information. I mean, we we kind of sold sold it to that. Well, we paid. You would pay to send it off. We paid to send it off to so it could be sold off, and. Uh, this is a topic that I'm very passionate about because I think Andrew Yang, sorry, this, uh, I'm not, ta- we're not talking politics. I'm just saying like Andrew Yang has a good point that there are uh, people are, these companies have our data and it's being sold and we get nothing out of it. Like convenience. Yeah. But like, I want my thousand dollars. <laughs> so I think Apple is really looking into that. It's like the future of like our data. Like, yeah, yeah for p- sure. Like people, don't know it yet, but it's it's there, and it's like a. a, a have you read? A, you know who Edward Snowden is, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like it's like a perfect fingerprint. Like everything you do online is like a perfect fingerprint of what you're doing, and uh, I really believe that. Like it's it's oh, like yeah. a, it's like timestamp where you're at, what you're doing. The metadata shows in, and that metadata can be like manipulated, and like yeah, for sure. Like it can. Uh, government's very powerful. Uh, yeah, and that's why we have so many, you know, companies like Nord. NordVPN. <laughs> or the uh, Express. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all these companies trying to help users yeah. to create that security yeah. feeling. Yeah, but is it, but is it real? Like, uh, like, like my, my, uh, one of my professors in college was like, in the people in the future people will pay for privacy and I, I think people are starting to I think it's mostly young people though. Like older people I think had the right idea. Like right. Like there are few, there's like a few older people that I like, don't I'm never getting online. Like they maybe they live through something differently, right? Like right. like uh what was that point in time where like everybody was fearing their neighbor and like okay, that's not gonna say history. But anyways, <laughs> they they understand, like don't put yourself on there. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on because we're just we're just <laughs> rambling on right now. Uh, what's your next story? So my next story would be James Bond's No Time to Die, which is the new latest James Bond movie. Uh, it will be premiered in April, sometime in April mm-hmm. of twenty twenty, and there has been a, several sub points I want to touch base about, mainly about the poster. Yeah, uh, this this he's a graphic designer, so he, he judges uh, all the movie posters he sees. Yeah. So, uh, but first of all, um, you know, th- for every movie they're gonna have premiere, mm-hmm. and during time like this, there's an outbreak, and unfortunately mm-hmm. they have to cancel the premiere and the press in China. 
for now. When is this movie being released? April. Oh, next month. Wait. Month and a Two, half. Yeah, months and a half yeah. or so. And I, I I feel like that's good in a mm-hmm. way. Um, you know, try to get everyone to be safe. Mm-hmm. And we don't really know, you know, when the outbreak is going to be over. Mm-hmm. How long it's taking to get everything sorted out. Yeah. So... Um, I I wish the movie to do better in all the other countries, of course. Mm-hmm. And China's uh, such a huge market, though. Yeah, like, especially the Bond. Are they really, are they really that popular? Yeah, they're they're pretty popular. I mean, really? there's watches dedicated to James Bond, like the Omegas. Oh, really? They they have a special edition for James Bond this year. Whoa. People collect James Bond watches, James Bond suits, so whatever. Is, is it like every scene he has a new watch on? Like yeah, a... no. Every movie would have a new watch. Whoa. I mean, like every scene in the movie, they're just like... Uh, kind of. Like, <laughs> But they, they they would mod the watch to like yeah. have a special gadgets in them, right? Oh, wow. Explosive, oh, tracking devices. Tracking devices, that's called our cell phones. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, what they would show back mm-hmm. then with James Bond, like, tracking, mm-hmm. we, essentially, we have that. Yes. Smartwatches. Does James Bond not have a cell phone? Or what? Uh, specialized. That's classified. Oh, classified. <laughs> I don't watch it. No, we, I don't, our generation isn't very James Bond. It's like a, it's like more Marvel. But, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. For Continue. Sure. Sorry. And, um, you know, every James Bond would have a dedicated song. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. time, uh, Billie Eilish sang the new title song for it, also called No Time to Die. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think that's what the um, Madonna, Madonna every, made that one too, right? Yeah, I think every movie have their own song mm-hmm. title, Yeah, according with the uh, movie. Uh, last time I remembered Adele with Skyfall. Oh, yeah, that was a good song. That was, that a, was good a good song. song. Yeah. And let's talk about the James Bond logo, the <laughs> new logo, and the poster for it. So, so far, uh, if you have not seen the logo, I suggest you search up, you know, No Time to Die poster. Um, I'm going to talk about specifically about the typeface that they're going to use. Yeah, yeah. Um, the typeface is very symmetrical and geometric. Mm-hmm. If you know anything about font, they're using Futura. Futura font uh, is mainly used in... It's very popular font, uh, developed by Paul Renner. And you may see Futura in Adidas. Yeah. Supreme. Mm -hmm. Supreme. Um, Avon. Best Buy. Best Buy. (laughs) Best Buy. That's kind of odd. Calvin Klein. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so many, many... Um, One of those doesn't fit in there. So many company uses this typeface, mm-hmm. and you know it is a very popular typeface because it looks very geometric and simple, mm-hmm. not like a sans serif, like a Times New Romans. I don't mm-hmm. think a Times New Roman Comic would. Sense. Yeah, Comic I don't sense. think those would fit into the poster. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, though, using Futura for a mm-hmm. Bond movie doesn't really speak out to me. That much. Why, why? Why do you say that? Because it it doesn't stands out that is it a Bond movie. Mm. It just say no time to die, and then mm-hmm. it's stacked on top of each other. I'm gonna show you pictures. Um, Isaac can maybe link a picture to uh, guys. Uh, and yeah, so search up no time to die. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can see what you mean. Like um, you know, like when I think Bond, I think fancy. When I think fancy, I think like a. Uh, like curves, like this isn't a very curvy movie. I mean, the curvy font. Right. Yeah. So like, everything is very symmetrical, and mm-hmm. there are some promotional pictures of uh, Daniel Craig. Craig. Yeah. Um, people are criticizing them that it looks more of a GQ pictorial instead of a James Bond movie. Yeah. Like I, like the colors kind of look off too. I don't know. I just. Like, even if you're not, I feel like even if you're not trained in, like, graphic design or art in the arts, I sound like a snob, but, um, like, if you're not even, even if you're not trained to look at certain features, you're just, like, it, it seems a little off, right? And, like, 
just like completely off. Yeah, that's, that's the best way to describe it, right? And I've seen other places, uh, such as Reddit, you know, the forum that they mm-hmm. say, oh, why didn't they make the o- the two O's together to make double 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 O seven? And yeah. it just looks very generic. Sometimes the font doesn't line up quite correctly. Mm. And so it's like little things that they, that yeah, they little things that people would see subconsciously, yeah, to the general audience. But you know, as designers, they may notice a little bit more than yeah, others. Yeah. And so there's there's many people say that eligibility is a concern. Um, you know, from afar, since it's so symmetrical, it's not a traditional typeface. Um, maybe some people may have a hard time. Reading it, and so, yeah, I mean, it's does not stand out as much as I thought it would be, especially for the last James Bond movie for Daniel. Well, well, you did say he, it was, like, his last one on the contract, and, like, I, I didn't, like, I really don't know why these movies haven't gotten, like, people more excited, right? Like, you even said he was, he got bored, right? He's like... He's like kind of bored of it now. It's like it's such a huge role, like right, right. Like, do you think it's because people didn't respond well to him? I think um, there's a also there's another generation difference. Yeah, like you said, we are more into Marvels because you know, as kids, many kids grow up reading Marvels or DCs. Yeah, DC. And, I'm talking about DC from. <laughs> yeah, and we're not huge into James Bond like maybe mm-hmm. our dads or yeah well James Bond's like a different it never felt connected right like maybe that's the yeah that's like the 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 attraction to the Marvel movies right but cause it, Marvels yeah. have so diverse of a cast oh yeah this is like oh yeah you're right it's like it's revolved around one person right I mean James Bond is one person how much can you connect with this one person who, you know, it's like your suspension of disbelief is held so high. Right. Yeah, like, maybe, the, I don't know, man. Like, there's probably some dude that's actually like this guy, but it's probably like less than 1% of the population. <laughs> I feel like we just uh, attacked the whole fan base <laughs> there. <laughs> I, I mean, like, who's going to be a, a real super slick agent who has all these gadgets? I mean, maybe there is, you know, we don't, we don't get to know. We don't get to know. <laughs> we don't get to know. We don't get to know who's a spy. That would not be a spy. Uh, but yeah, like, I really don't, I don't know. The font does look very out of place. Like, right. it's completely out of place. Some people may say that they just kind of slap it on there. Some people just bashing it yeah. negatively. Well, maybe, maybe he's just bored and he's like, you know what, I'm just... Whatever, just do whatever. <laughs> they just hired like an intern, freshman. I mean, it's not a bad job, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, for maybe a junior designer, but like, it it doesn't stand out as other movie mm-hmm. poster that I've seen. Yeah, like comparing it to the last one. What is the what does the last one look like? Is it much better? Um, I don't know, but one, I think that would be Skyfall, right? Yeah, Skyfall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Skyfall looks way better. Yeah, focus on him. Focus on James Bond with the famous barrel shot. Yeah, with the yeah with the famous barrel shot. And we don't have that here in No Time to Die. And I'm I'm quite surprised. Yeah, I mean it's a multi multi million dollar movie, right? And franchise. And you know who who are they choosing for the next James Bond? I don't think that has been disclosed yet, but Billie Eilish does want Michael B. Jordan. To Michael be. B. Jordan, actually, actually, yeah, he's a very good-looking guy. He should, yeah, I could see him. Like, yeah, he's very young, very fit. But that's also come with the controversy, right? Uh, yeah, we don't. I mean, just maybe we won't go, won't no, go we too deep into that. But it's like, who, like as long as you know how to read the lines, right? Like, read the lines properly. Give some dimension. And yeah, I, I mean, James Bond is all about class. Yeah, like that's yeah. When I think about James Bond, I just think about class and suave and like tuxedos, gentlemen, uh, gentlemen. Um, I don't really think of a certain 
the way he looks. I think more of his like attitude right. and and you know people people just get mad for no reason. But yeah, it, I mean, times are changing, boys. Times are changing. Time, times are definitely changing. I mean, if you look at James Bond back then, it's all about being manly. Yeah, being manly. But yeah. at this time, you know, where equality is a big issues around us. Yeah. How does James Bond portray as very manly? You know. Yeah. Masculine. Yeah. Like, it's changing. How does that reflect? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know who owns the franchise. I think Universal owns it, right? Because I know they were selling it off. Maybe that's why Dan Craig's also kind of mad. Greg or Craig? Craig. 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 We're just going to call this dude Craig from now on. (laughs) Uh, Because they're just, like, it's at so much historic value, right? Like... Yeah, James Bond goes back. Yeah, like... Way back. Yeah, like, it's... It's one of the first franchises. It's honestly, it's way better than Fast and the Furious. Can we please stop making Fast and the Furious movies? Uh, but it's way better. Like, oh, I would, aspect. I would watch James Bond over Fast and Furious. Maybe oh, I'm just yeah. not. Maybe I'm just not a car guy. I am not a car. Ah, uh, they stop making sense. Like, did you see? Th- oh man, the trailer's horrible. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I but, mean, how can people fall from, you know, The Rock fall from 25 stories up and still be okay? I don't know, dude. This but he's like, The Rock, though. He's The Rock. He's The Rock. Because <laughs> he's The Rock? Yeah. Uh, but moving on to, to cars, uh, let's just talk about this, like, uh, Hasbro Cybertruck. You know, it's, um, it's on Isaac Mihango's podcast with my co-host, Jackie Wynn, um, without talking about Tesla. So this isn't even, like, I think this is the only car we'll like, be able to afford. Like it's like, but it's a Tesla. It's a Tesla, and uh, it was just like a one to one, one to ten Tesla truck. It was like a what is it? Remote control RT car. Is uh, it manufactured by Tesla? Uh, no, but they were sports about it. They're like, here you go. Here's I like see. the I think the PSD of the windshield that was broken. So like the <laughs> like the huge one by ten had it, and it's like four hundred bucks. Looks very neat. I was about to put in like. I was about to buy it, right? Yeah. I, saw, I only saw the day the day after, but it was sold out. Oh wow! Yeah. Twenty four hours. It was in twenty four hours, dude. Like, I was like, I'm definitely gonna buy this. And then I go to eBay, and it's like flipped for like three thousand dollars. How much was it selling for again? Four hundred. Yeah, there's like a tiny one that's like twenty bucks. Oh, I might wow. buy that one, <laughs> but just like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's pretty neat, but I don't know. What do you think about the Cybertruck? As a designer. I thought that has something to do with the cyberpunk game. If you mm-hmm. know anything about it. Because the font is yeah. very, very similar. Oh, cyberpunk? Cyberpunk. And I thought, you know, it's a collaboration between the two. But no. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think it's definitely something different, you know. Yeah. Um, not something that we see every day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Tesla is always doing their own things mm-hmm. bringing out different models mm-hmm. i mean we're still waiting for the model y i believe yeah we're still like i will say that's out of all of them that's been like kind of my least excited one because it just feels so like not i don't know like the three seems like a family car but apparently most families want suvs so maybe they will go with the x yeah with the x but the X is like way too expensive, so it fills in that gap. But uh, I'm still waiting for like the twenty thousand dollar one. <laughs> Will we get there? Maybe. I mean, they are getting very popular. They are, but I mean, we live in Silicon Valley, so it's like all the. We yeah, within the past, I want to say three years, yeah. there has been more and more apparent Teslas. Yeah. Um, just within the cities. Right, and like the, they just park like assholes sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. Uh, I mean, uh, we we don't cuss on this podcast either, but <laughs> but we do. We're not trying to get demonetized. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting to see that here. Like it's so normal here. Like every, right. every other like ten minutes, you see a you see, you a, see Tesla. a Tesla, and then I don't know. Imagine if you lived in Alabama, and all you saw were horses, and then a Tesla. Came. That sounds. <laughs> Kind of stereotypical, but yeah. I mean, what would be the cost of owning a Tesla there and versus owning a Tesla here? Yeah, right, I would like, imagine much, much less here. Yeah, like we got free free charging. Yeah, yeah, 
the free charger, and uh, I saw the even the government picked up pretty fast because I went to like near a registration place, but a registration place. Yeah. And they had the chargers too. Huh. I was like, usually the government's the last to pick it up, but they're like very for it. So is it just because we're here that we see all this like technology here? I mean, right. it is like part of it, but yeah, that I really want the Hasbro thing. Like, <laughs> dude, they should make more. Petition. Petition. Go, go, go start a. Uh... Uh, go start a petition. Get um, people start signing. No, it. I already signed my own petition. It'd be a one-person petition. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about the the state of foldable phones. You know, we're talking about this earlier too. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the foldable? I, it's cool to see you know foldable become such a thing. Yeah. Nowadays, because you know, flip phone is what we had back then. Mm-hmm. And to see it to make a comeback, it's definitely surprising. I mean, if you're telling me, let's say five years ago, mm-hmm. and this, you're gonna be like, oh, flip phone's gonna be a thing again. It's just like, nah. nah. We have iPhones. We have iPhones, right? We have iPhone 6, iPhone 7. We've got fingerprint. We Why have- would we need flip phones again? To say that we have flip phones? Well, it's foldable, because, like, the Motorola, the Razer, the new updated Razer, right. that's a flip phone. That's definitely a flip phone. Because like, Samsung flip? No, the, well. the Motorola one, like, uh, after you go beyond a certain point, like, it flips open. Right. That's, like, that's what the old Motorola did to the Razer. Did you own a Razer? No. No? You missed out. It was the yeah. best. And uh, it was so sick. Had one of those Nokia. Oh, really? Sorry. <laughs> no, kids are still pretty cool. I mean, I had the snake game. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody had snake. Like, I think that's everyone's first introduction to a phone, I feel like, was the Nokia. Like he, Durable, reliable, cheap, cheap. I would say. I would, maybe not super cheap. Well, maybe. Well, cheap is relevant, right? But it was definitely around. Like, yeah. A good amount of people they, had it. They were the Apple. They were the Apple, right? But what happened? They didn't catch up with the times. Well, BlackBerry was was very popular too. BlackBerry right. had way more. They they had a little bit of comeback uh, a few years earlier. Yeah, but they tried to create their own operating system too, like their own o- OS. That's always it, risky. Yeah, that was risky too, and that's super complicated. You can't just like you can't. Yeah, I feel like that would be like you know operation like Samsung and Apple's. You have that kind of quantity. Quantity, yeah, and like. Like if you like if you're a reviewer, uh, first impressions are super important, right? Because that's like what people yeah. search up. Like if you do a review on like the Samsung Fold and it's a bad review and you think you can fix it in software later, like people don't constantly look up right. for an updated review. They just because they just, the technology nowadays is so disposable. Oh yeah, yeah. It's easier to replace a phone than to fix a phone. To, sometimes to fix a phone, right? So. I mean, foldable phones don't even feel like super foldable at this point, right? It's still like the limitation, and it's like super expensive. Right. Well, talk about the Samsung Galaxy Fold, the $2,000 model. Mm -hmm. I don't see myself using it. I don't see Mm -hmm. a point of using, you know, either being fold out or... Fold in. Fold in, because... The front yeah. screen of you being folded in is super tiny. It's what you had back then with the iPhones. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, maybe because there's no app, right? Like, no app that really takes... Not yet, yeah. Yeah, not yet, right? Like, like what? Like you get to see your videos bigger, but, like, most people just, they don't care. Right. They, like, like, with the... I, I think that was one of the things with the XR. Everyone, like, all the... Like, this very, like, everything that we watch, right? Like, the, the MKBHDs, the TLDs, the, the Unbox Therapies. Like, we care about these things, right? Right. But it's, like, a very thin, like, crust of people. Most people are, like, if it loads, it loads. And if it looks, right. if it looks like 720, like, we're okay with that. Like Right. I mean, 720 nowadays, can't, you can't barely tell the difference between yeah. 720 and 1080. Okay. <laughs> like... Do you need 4K in a phone? 
Not, I don't know. Not really. I mean, like, I don't... To regular consumers, like, they, they can't don't. tell the difference. Yeah, like, if you're streaming 4K, your bill is definitely going to go up. As oh, long as sure. it's viewable and there's not a whole bunch of pixels, I feel like most people, most consumers are okay with it. At that point, it. wouldn't you just prefer to watch it on a TV screen? Yeah, like 4K, like at that point, like good surround sound too. Right. TV have smart? Yeah. It's good to know about it before you buy the phone. But like, like most of these things that we, that we care about as these, I want to say prosumer, but like, we're just really into tech, right? Right. Like, like you care about these things, like. Do you always need to be at the bleeding edge? Most people don't need to be at the bleeding edge, right? Most people just like, phone works, it loads videos, it takes pictures. I think pictures has become very important features for phone nowadays. Oh yeah, like if you don't have a good camera, you just, you just bang. So like, what? Yeah, why? like what, why? Why make the phone? Or even with fingerprint sensors. Oh yeah. Everyone yeah. relies on that nowadays. Yeah, but uh, yeah, like fingerprints, or Face ID. Face ID. And even if you don't have Face ID, you st- like a Samsung, you still call it Face ID. Like, it's, it's yeah. taking over the world, right? I mean, for my Dell laptop, mm-hmm. it's technically called Windows Hello. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Do you but, have to say Windows Hello? No, but I, I feel like looking... I feel like calling Face ID would be just better. Oh, because people recommend? It's just so short and nice. Yeah. It's Face ad- Identification. Oh, really? Oh, shoot. Really in the future. Yeah. When we're talking about that. Um, but yeah, there's just no no app that... I mean, bigger videos when you're folding it out. Maybe because it's not like you go from, like, this little... Like, your your iPhone, and then you flip it open, and it's an iPad, right? Like, yeah. We haven't gotten to that state, and that's... Because that would take more processing power. More processing power. We need thinner batteries. Nanotech. Nanotech. I feel like we'll get there by the end of the decade, but... Right now, it's just. Like, I think we're 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 too early. Just like you know, iPhone three were coming out, or the original iPhone came out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, rarely we got edge to edge screens. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Everybody was trying to do that. Right, and now everyone's trying to do the folding phones. Yeah. Huawei tried to do a folding phones, and I, I just don't see the application for myself just yet. Yeah. And so I I don't see myself using it anytime soon. And I, I just want to bring up the Galaxy Fold because there's another company um, who apparently can sell their own Galaxy Fold. They call it the Pablo Escobar. <laughs> and to compare it, they look identical. Yeah. Except for the Pablo Escobars. Theme and skins, of course. Oh, there's a skin with it. Yeah, like a like gold. On the and physical. Then, yeah, like the physical appearance. Yeah, and uh-huh. then the background picture is just his picture of his mugshot. And Where's Pablo Escobar? I'm gonna I'm gonna look how Pablo Escobar <laughs> looks like. And I, I find it bizarre because they're selling for three hundred, four hundred dollars uh-huh. compared to the Galaxy Fold, which are selling for two thousand dollars. Right, and... It's like cheaper parts? Yeah, there may be compromise, but uh, it's funny enough, Unbox Therapy kind of promote this idea of your ability of getting a Galaxy Fold Uh without paying the Galaxy Fold price. price. Like, again, how many people want the... How many people want the bleeding edge of technology? Like how badly do you want? Well, like what happened with that? The people, people didn't get it, right? Or they're um, complaining about it. Some people are complaining that you know he's scamming people. Mm-hmm. You know. We do not take any sides. Yeah. Um, but if you wanna, if you, if you have a lot of money, you just wanna waste just to play around, right? <laughs> we'll with take the, that money. With with the Galaxy Fold, where you don't want to pay two thousand dollars for it. Yeah. Try it out. I don't know. Um, like. I, I mean, know, it, it may have the heated theme of Pablo Escobar everywhere, but... I, I really don't see why people are so intrigued with Pablo Escobar. <laughs> what is the obsession with Pablo Escobar? Yeah, and Samsung also yeah. have a flip phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Fold? And fold? The flip, just kind of like, like the Razer flip. 
They do? Yeah. What the hell is that? Yeah, it's it's very similar, and instead of folding out to a wider, yeah, um, wider screen. Was that the first fold, one? Uh, Did this yes. not get a lot of coverage? I think it didn't get as much coverage as oh. they may want it to. The Galaxy Z Flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've seen video of Jerry rig everything, saying that the screen may be plastic. Oh yeah, definitely. Because plastic is way more foldable than glass. Oh, for sure. See, we we have to talk about that too. Like, does this mean we're going back to plastic? Like, our foldable is gonna be have to be made out of plastic, or we just like concerned with the environment? So like, are people not gonna buy it because it just means more plastic around the world? Because I wouldn't buy it if it was made out of plastic. Right, and it's easily scratched. Oh yeah, easily scratched. So like. Are we going backwards now? <laughs> With, so, is it safer to keep a tra- traditional, you know, six-inch phone for now? Yeah. Or would you like to try something else? Yeah. Because we barely got, we barely got the edge to edge. We, I will say that Samsung is way, way more ahead on the bezel. Is that they, they did it? Like, I mean, look at your, your note. They, like it's right the note 10 the which note. has the cutout camera just in the middle yeah it's like but you get you don't got face id so like so uh, you're compromising something there yeah you're compromising one thing for another but you remember the one plus the one plus like the ferrari version do you see that one right yes. yeah like the polarizing filters right the that's a really neat way to do it but there's just like there's just so much engineering that needs to go in there yeah, that's a very neat way of doing it, but I feel like we we want everything, you know, like we want the face. Like I, I personally like Touch ID better. But really, I, but uh, I think around like the entire screen would be a lot better. Like For if, sure. you, if you told me Face ID versus Touch ID, I'd, I'd probably go Touch ID. Interesting. I don't know. Like it seems I mean, you, pretty. You, you seems have pretty... Face ID right now, and I only have my fingerprint. But you have to put it like right in the center. I do have to put it in a certain place, yes. Yeah. But I think Samsung's going to nail it before Apple. Yeah. And... How are we going to talk about this again? Folding phones. Folding... Oh, yeah. Folding phones. Yeah, it's like... I don't know, man. Like... It, or is this going to be, again, like a... What is it? Like modular phones, right? Like, everyone's like, it's a... Oh, man. It's a I, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, that... I, like, that was... And we were, they were trying. Everybody was trying for, like, a good few years. Like, yeah. It wasn't just, like, bleep, like the flip camera I got. Yeah. It wasn't just, like, a like a bleep. It was, like, Google was trying. They were trying hard. Right. And there were, like, a few other companies. But it was for, like, good to two, two to three years. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So Would it, was, it be better to bring it back right now than the folding phones? Yeah. Since technology has progressed so progressed, far. Progressed, right? But do people want people want less moving parts, right? I feel like well, less moving part means less thing broken. Less thing's broken, but when it breaks, you just buy a new one. So are we just repeating the same thing, but with folding? Like, I think so. So yeah, back to this folding phone technology is like, do you really want to go for it right now? Mm, I think. I think it's the phone as it is right now is a good format. I don't know. Are if we... you didn't consider price into the equation, if I say give uh-huh. you a, fold, a Galaxy Fold, will you try it out? I would try it out, but again, it's like there's no app. Like most, <laughs> like like even YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> what we're on? Ah, there's no like. There's no app. Most apps are made for like galaxies or androids or like small six inch phones right they're never there's never because that's like like a larger market so for sure for sure like even tablets like look at the instagram for ipad like it's not it's never it's been like what like seven years like 10 years with the they ipad updated it's never updated it still <laughs> looks like there's still black bars on the corner and there's they never update that. So, like, what happens when you fold it out? Like, is there gonna are there gonna be right. software updates? Like, these companies wanna. Or is it I just was, on one side of the screen? Yeah, or is it on one side? Of, so, 
I'm gonna be like a, I'm gonna be pessimistic and say no, they're not. I give it like three years. Ask me again in three years. Okay. <laughs> I'll come back to that. We'll come back to podcast number three hundred, and uh, yeah, and I, I'm not. I'm gonna be pessimistic and say this is just. This is just folding fo- modular phones over again. Where companies are gonna try for like two or three years, and then everyone's gonna be like, mm, "I like the I like the six inch or form factor right. a lot better." Right. I mean, I I don't see myself just spending over two thousand dollars just for a phone. Yeah, like people are like, like the gap between an amazing phone phone and a good and phone. new technology phone. Yeah, new technology phones, like cheap and good, and like flagship. Like the gap has closed down so much that people like, like I don't care, just give me whatever phone as long as it has a good camera, and not trash operating system. Like yeah, and it works with like what like the five most popular apps. Do you think Apple will go towards that route? Mmm. Like they're already making a cheaper phone, but like. Camera is always the most important thing for people, right? Yeah. Like it's just like, just just give me a good camera. Yeah. Make do sure. You think, do you think Apple will go towards the folding technology? Mm. They pride themselves in innovation. Yeah, but they'll see everybody else. I mean, they ca- killed the Air Dock. What is it? The freaking the charging thing? Air Dock. I see. I don't even. I didn't even care for that because <laughs> I don't know, but. Maybe, maybe in like seven years. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Oh, okay. We're at fifty minutes. Uh, any other stories? Any anything else you got to complain about in the tech world? <laughs> no. How about you? Um, not really. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is gonna be a weekly podcast. Uh, Jackie will hopefully be here every week. Um, because he brings some good points and uh. Some, like, design points that I don't look at. Um, but, yeah. Anything else? No? No. And, Isaac, where can we find you on the social media? On the social media? Uh, on the web. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Isaac Mihangos. Uh, Twitter, with one A, Isaac Mihangos. And then on Instagram, at Isaac Mihangos. Uh, you guys can also leave a voicemail on Anchor if you guys have any questions. And you can find me on Anchor, at Isaac Mihangos. You? All right, and you can find me on Instagram at Jackie the Little. All right, that's it. Thank you so much for your time and your attention. My name is Isaac Mihangos, and I'll catch you in the next one.